When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Clipping of Who podcast. We delayed it one day uh, for good reason. Free agency uh, did not disappoint. Going crazy. I'm here. Kings, what's going on, man? There's a lot going on. <laughs> no, it's going it's going great, man. This is some, man, bombshells. Bombshells today. So let's start right out the gate. Okay. Let, let, let's go Lakers first. Uh, obviously, that's that's that, that's the home team. Um, nothing major. They did let Caruso walk. We're going to get into that. You no know, segue into next. But a lot of letting Caruso walk, walk, which we'll touch on in a minute. Let's talk about the the the, the minimums they made because I think they got better. Person, it's super old. A lot of Bengay, a lot of Tiger Bomb in the locker room, a lot of rest days. <laughs> but they had Ariza, Ellington, bring Dwight back get Bays more on the minimum. It's just a lot, uh, a lot of experience, the, a lot of depth on the wings, maybe not the amount that uh, more than they had last year, still trying to add guys um, still in the hunt for Patty Mills for some guard depth. What are your initial reactions on the Lakers for our first few hours of free agency? If, if we, if we do get news, well, you know, react to it live here. I got, I got shams and woes on notification yeah. for the phone. So we'll get to it. But yeah. these are, uh, these Lakers signings, where where are you at with that? Uh, I, I said, like I told people, I thought the first three signings was an A. Um, that was a, those were smash signings, I think, for the vet men. I don't think people understand. Um, people talk about you know Tre- uh, Ariza being watched, but I don't think people understand. If you actually go back and look at the metrics Ariza had defensively, he was really good for the Heat defensively. I mean, his shot obviously wasn't there, but he was guarding on that perimeter. Uh, he was doing an excellent job being a wing defender, which is what we desperately need. I mean, we needed it last season because Kuz is not really a consistent wing defender. You don't want to have to rely on LeBron and AD. So Ariza is probably the best wing defender we have had the past two seasons. I would actually also have him higher than Danny Green uh, based on, you know, what you saw from some of the, the stats and also just his size, his frame, and his ability to actually be able to guard the – real athletic freaks of the world. Uh, he has that uh, physical ability to be able to do that. Um, Wayne Ellington, sniper, uh, elite sniper. I mean, we'll see if it retains with the Lakers, but he was really good uh, shooting. We need shooting. Even if it's just like 15, 10 minutes, somebody who's going to come, the other team has to respect him. If they don't respect him, he's going to hit open shots. And then obviously Dwight Howard. Uh, news is that AD wants to play the five. Uh, more often, I mean, I, I anticipate at least going to be 70, 30, 60, 40 at minimum. Based yeah, off we'll what see. they said on the dinner, we'll see. But based off what they said on the dinner, that's why I'm have to I'm gonna expect on the minimum. Minimum. But Dwight Howard gives them a backup rope that gives them backup rim protection that we quite frankly just didn't have all of last year. 
you know, it, we did not have consistent rim protection throughout the game. It was only uh, Gasol gave you positional rim protection, and AD just wasn't 100% last year. And, and outside those, we did not have consistent. I mean, Damian Jones was okay, but as we controversially know, he wasn't kept <laughs> for a, a guy who think guy is not going to come back. But, you know, we, outside of that, we didn't have much rim protection. So having Dwight's going to give a steady rim protection throughout the whole game, he was great for for Philly for being a, a discount Embiid defensively for them and keeping their defense great in the inside when Embiid was down. So Dwight's a great signing. The controversial signing <laughs> Man. that got everyone up in arms. And y'all calm down, calm down. Baysmore, yes, I know. I watched Warrior Games. Maples, I know he was watching Warrior Games. IQ was terrible. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I agree. Not sugarcoating it. They put the guy, ball in his hand too much. It was what he was asked yeah, to do. But Yeah, he stinks with the ball in his hands. Absolutely, I agree. But the Lakers are not going to do that, okay? Coach Kerb, by his system, his read and react offense, it required the vets to make decisions with the ball because he likes to use Steph off ball as a decoy. Yes, so in that system, Baysmore looks awful offensively. But the Lakers are not going to have him do that. They're going to do exactly what he was actually good at in the Warriors, which was catch and shoot, open threes. That was all Baysmore was good at offensively for the Warriors. That's all he's going to do for the Lakers. Pure point blank. He's going to play off with Brown. He's going to play off Westbrook. That's it. Offensively, that's all he's going to be asked to do. Defensively, he's a hack, not smart, but we need wing defense. We need size. He's somewhat more on the younger side. Still has some good athleticism. It's a necessity, man. I mean, what you can't be you can't be choosers with the vet men. You know, he came for the vet men. You'll take it and, and work with it. Yeah, man. I'm 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 with you. Um, I got a little joke off. I said I see Rob lied to Bazemore about his role, talking about he have a bigger role. Uh, I don't see. I think in crunch time minutes. Um, I think Aris is going to be the go-to at that spot, especially because he can guard, guard. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, the freaks of nature a little better than Bazemore could. Um, I love all the signings, man. Wayne Ellington, I think there's a guy we both mentioned last year about, man, go, go get him from Detroit. Uh, we need that shooting. He's a, you know, high volume, super accurate, uh, defensively challenged. We know that depending on AD and LeBron, they cover that up on the weak side a lot. We know guys are going to get hunted. Uh, love the Ariza signing. I wanted him last year, one in the last couple of years, to be honest. So I'm glad he's back in LA. Uh, Dwight, love it again. Big man depth. If AD to Dwight, he's shown he will play his role and support the team regardless. If it's, if it's not his matchup for the night, he'll gladly sit. So there's be no trouble with as far as guys' roles go. So we mm-hmm. love that. Uh, Baysmore, I'm with you. Just as, as long as he's not playing high leverage minutes or the, the high leverage minutes, I'm completely okay with the signing at the minimum, worst come to worst. If it's too terrible, at a minimum, you could just say, okay, we'll just waive you, right? And it's not, a, it's not a big deal at the minimum contract. So this segues into the next part of it. Uh, it's not crazy to me. I get it. You know, he was a fan favorite for two years, for the two years he was two years he played uh, on, the, on the big team. Caruso walked three years, 37 million from Chicago, or four years, four or four, 37 from Chicago. I forgot it was three or four years. From Chicago, um, what do you make of Caruso leaving 
what do they have to replace with that? And how do you see that happening? And, you know, explain, you made a good explanation of why this isn't such a the big deal that people are making it. Because I think Caruso, we're going to find out about Caruso because going from AD behind you to Vucevic behind you, it's a little different with the amount of space, how aggressive you're able to be. So we're going to see. And, so. and you, and you got to, uh, I, I will say this, because I was going to say you have to cover for the vibe, but he is going to be playing with Lonzo. So he's gonna he's gonna get some help defensively like right, he had right. for Lakers because he was getting he was getting help defensively at the guard spot from KCP and whether you like Bradley or not or or Dennis I don't care if you like them they gave him some relief right, with the right, point right. of attack assignments uh, I think in Tim's uh, Tim's own metrics Dennis had one of the highest right. matchup difficulties in the league so uh, yeah so yeah where are you with the whole Caruso but I mean it, it, the 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 people were up like this was a crowd like, people were upset. When they saw he signed with Chicago, um, it, from reading the the tweets, it was more it wasn't out of Rob's hands. I think the ownership just wasn't oh, yeah. gonna flip, wasn't going to foot that bill. Oh yeah, that's ownership. That was yeah, ownership. The, that was yeah, not Rob. Exactly. So they were just weren't going to foot the. the... Look, look I, I'll tell you all this. A lot of this stuff that you've seen, this is not Rob. I'll tell you that right, right now. Yeah, so, so. I, I think if Rob had his choice, he that Buddy Hill would be on this team. That that's that's my. That's all my right. Opinion. So take it away with Caruso. And what, what, what do you think, you know, what what he, you know, what they'll miss, what people were uh, overrating or, you know, digging too much into. So take it away, man. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, man, I mean, for me, Caruso, like I tell people, Caruso's a, 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 a overall, he's a great defender. You know, I won't even say he's a good defender. I'll say he's a great defender because he does. He is very elite at team defense and team defense matters a lot in the five on five sport. He's a uh, solid on ball defender. Uh, you could almost say good depending on who he's guarding against or the or you could say good because he can play to the scheme. Uh, but in terms of just one on one on the island, he's solid at the at the minimum. And he's a great and he's an elite team defender. So I think he's a great defender overall, but. What I was telling uh, Laker fans um, is that from a cost perspective, because the Lakers are cap strapped, they had to retain him. That 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 was the thing with me is that because they're cap strapped, they have to retain him. Like he has right. to be an asset for the team going forward. So I just want to get that out the way. I was always saying retain crucial. Why? Because you don't have cap, so you can't lose your assets or nothing. Like that's just my approach to the game. My approach to it. Now I'm gonna give you the other perspective. I'm gonna give you why coming into this, I felt they would be like, "Yeah, we're good. We'll let him walk out." Certain. I'm gonna give you the reason why. Guys, understand a lot of the help defense, a lot of being able to have great defensive metrics. Yes, him on his own, he's very impactful as a team defender. So he has high impact metrics on his own. Makes a lot of defensive lineups better. Yes, I agree because he can play within a, a defensive scheme. He knows his assignments. He's always going to execute. I agree. But why does his defensive metric look better than what they – he is defensively? Vogel scheme. Like, you guys don't give enough credit to Dennis, to KCP, to Bradley for being able to spell Caruso from having to actually guard dudes consistently. Like, Maples, let's be for real. Have you seen Caruso get put on dudes? The Like, whenever he's in, he's put on that guy for the whole time, shut his water out. Have you seen that? No, he was putting, he was putting excellent positions to thrive. 
when, to thrive. When, exactly. Yeah. Was not saying, hey, we need you to go shut down Kyrie Irving, or hey, we need you to go stop Devin Booker or Chris Paul, who was eating us up when, when AD went down. They was both eating us up. Yes, Dennis got his behind cook too, but Caruso didn't shut him down because that's not what he is as a defender. When 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 the Suns played the Clippers, what happened when they put Pat Bev on, on Booker? What happened? He was in hell. He was in hell. When when you went to the when you went to the Buck series, and you know Drew Holiday had to take turns between Chris Paul and Booker. Whoever he was on, they were in hell. They were in hell. That's what it means to be an elite defender. Is when they say when they need somebody to say, "Hey, we need somebody to slow this guy down. We need somebody to stop this guy because he is kicking our ass. He's kicking all our schemes." He's killing us. We need you to just go on there and stop, and we're not going to help you. Go get take this guy out the game or slow him down. That's not Caruso. And I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I respect the metrics. I respect the team defense. But if you're an elite defender, that's what you do. That's what you do. And, just, and, and because Caruso's not capable of that, that's why Vogel always limited his minutes. His play style, the way Caruso sells out his role, the way Caruso plays his minutes, also lets, let, lets his body break down more. So Vogel was smart. He understood how impactful Caruso could be, how much minutes he needed to play. And that's why he always limited his minutes. Like, even when a, even when we lost Braun, we lost AD, Caruso's minutes never went up because he can only be impactful for so long. Like, that's just who he is. Yeah, so my, with I, that, yeah, go yeah, ahead. I, yeah, go ahead. I, 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 I'm with you 100%. I said with Caruso, the thing is, his value is if you have a star player next to him, exactly, because he's just a great. He's he he'll he's super effective playing off a star. But like I said, I was like, you know, you're Scott, if you put him on like Minnesota or, or you know, in Orlando or some. It just would you notice I mean, the guy? We, I mean, we'll see with Chicago. Because <laughs> he, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to come in there and shut dudes water off because like, Levine not guarding. Yeah, I think they're not yeah. guarding. I th- I think they'll probably slot him right into that six man spot, and it's I, it's weird because they still haven't made a move to get off Kobe yet. I'm sure that's the, that's who they're shopping you know right I mean? now. So, you know what I mean? Like like Caruso and Lonzo are going to be the guys defending, because right. Levine right. not defending, Vucevic not defending, and they're not going to get great help defense from them. So he's going to have to come in there and shut dudes water out. So we'll see. Maybe he has that ability, and, and you know he was being you know limited by Vogel. Vogel was you know uh, handcuffing <laughs> him a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. But look, Vogel's defensive genius. I trust his assignment assessment for who's who can be good defensively, and seeing these guys every day at practice, I trust it. And because when I saw Caruso next ten minutes defensively, it was not that good. I mean, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't elite at all. He was just, you know, he was a solid defender, and a great defender and a good team. When when the, if the scheme's going on, he's great. But you need to get some some. Do you need to tell somebody go slow somebody down? He's not that guy, and everyone knows that. So if you know that, it's like in the Lakers' front office mind, if you're not a guy of that caliber, if you're a guy that is more dependent on who's around you, they think that yeah, I'm not paying forty million for that. That's that's their mentality. Like that, like that's just the mentality. And you can critique that because it, in people's mind, you trade for Russ, so you should be you should be knowing that this team's going to be expensive. I get that. I agree. Like I said. They should have retained all their assets. I'm just telling you, for at least from the on-court perspective, why for our office look at me like, eh, I'm good. But I agree with y'all. I've said this. Your cap strap, you need to keep every asset, bro. Like you just have to. Like, 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 look, bro. If 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 
if Dennis does not go in a sign trade or if they do not address the two guard situation, that Caruso walk, that Caruso like letting go of Caruso, that looks ugly. That looks very bad. It, it only gets worse. So they have to fix something. They have to find something because it's not looking good. That's all I have to say about it. It's not looking good right now. But maybe they salvage something. But it's not looking good uh, right now in terms of the guard defense. <laughs> it's not looking very good. All right, so, you know, I threw a name out there. I, I didn't see you respond. I know, I know you were probably in the reason to take on the news. So I threw out a name. I was like, on a cheap uh, Frank N- Nicolina or whatever. I, I don't want to be like yeah, Steph yeah. and say the wrong name. Frank Nicolina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what do you think about him on, on, on a minimum? Just to, you know, I don't, I don't know how much he'd fetch. Chicago opted not to even uh, make him restricted, just let him walk out the door. Um, not Chicago, New York, excuse me. Knicks allowed him to just walk out the door. You know, do you take a would you take a flyer on him on the minimum on the minimum, just to just to see? Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll give you he'll, he can hopefully give you some of what Caruso gave, right? A right. good team defender. Uh, the shooting is an issue, obviously. Control, shooting, yeah, but hey, at the man, you can't get it all at this point. So I would take so I would take a flyer, especially because he's younger too. If you're trying to defend, you can't have all guys. Like, I understand vets for key moments, but you need to keep these vets healthy throughout the regular season so that they can be ready for a playoffs. And you do need some young legs to, to throw in the playoffs. So I think taking a flyer on a younger defender, uh, I think that's more important. Like, I wouldn't bring Bradley in. Like, I, I, I would bring Frank in over Bradley. Right. That, that was just my question. Just to throw some young legs. If there's no news report on that, I just was spitballing, like, some young legs. I think at this, the Lakers, those spots, you know, you got to take flyers on young legs who are maybe people are down on. I'm even thinking, you know, maybe a Justice Winslow for some depth. There's nobody scoots him up for like, you know, but I think he probably, those Winslow will probably get because his size and defensive ability. Somebody will throw him, you know, a, you know, four or five million dollar deal, which is too rich for the Lakers, unfortunately, being over the cap. <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So we, we mentioned Chicago. Let's, let's, let's go to them now that we're off to, oh, real quick. Before the Lakers, um, Dennis still in the air. I think he's the last big point guard piece, somewhat big. Dimwitty to the Wizards, Lonzo yeah, Chicago, uh, Lowry Miami, Conley Reeves with Utah. So it's kind of on Dennis. Uh, are the Lakers trying to uh, get a sign and trade? Do you, or your opinion, you want a sign and trade to get something back, or maybe, or maybe uh, even a trade exception if that happens? Yeah, man. Or hey. Or do they work on an extension at this point? They need to look into that TPE route and go okay. to Houston, man. Go get Eric Gordon Daniel House, man. Get, get, give, <laughs> give the people some breathing. Give the people some sigh of relief, man. Give them some breathing room. Eric Gordon's old, but whatever. We're going to be old anyway. But he's quality. He's a quality two guard. And then you get House as well. Quality three guard. Two of them can start. Bring Bazemore off the bench where he rightfully belongs. You bring uh, a Reese off the bench, you know, get, save his body. You sign Rudy Gay, hopefully with the MLE, which it probably looks like I think the MLE is probably going to go to Gay now that OPJ off the board. 
uh, and Melo's is thinking about the Knicks. I think Melo's looking at Ariza. Probably his PT gonna be cut down. So you bring you know you bring uh, Rudy Gay in for the MLE, and you rock, man. I I think that's that's that Houston's, you know, tra- like Houston has what Green, and they also who's the second guy they drafted? Who's another uh, a guard in the in the, in the draft? It was another guard. Yeah. I know you talk. Oh yeah, I don't have his name. Yeah, it was one of Green's. Uh, I think AAU teammates or some. Uh, but you got them. You got them. You got KPJ, and then you got John Wall. So you know Eric Gordon's out of there. No house is out of there. So Rob needs to be working his butt off to get a TPE somehow, and go get Eric Gordon and get Daniel House from Houston. I think that's the move, or at least get some type of TPE absorption. But that would be my preferred move right now. Buddy Hill's situation. We thought it was on the way. It, it, it has some hope, but man. It's, Imagine, I know, I know. Buddy's sick. Buddy thought he was going Buddy, to Los Angeles. And he's sick. He's sick. Checks, checks still cashing though. He good money. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but you know, um, yeah, man. Uh, the the Brooklyn. I mean, they lost OPJ. They lost Jeff Green. They have to take Kuz. Kuz, we got to be a hell boy. You were running in your mouth talking about how 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 good you look with more shots. You ain't getting no shots in Brooklyn over KD. Yeah, man. We'll, yeah, we'll <laughs> see. Is, that, is, 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 hard, is, that sign, is that the sign of trade? Is he? Yeah, it's about to be signed. He, they, go, they going for Kuz and, and, and Trez to, to uh, match Dinwiddie. So, okay. hey, Kuz, bro, you better get used to that championship role. You better be ready to, to guard Giannis one-on-one because that's what they're going to use you for. <laughs> right. That's that, that's exactly what's going to happen. Man. So, we spoke on Caruso. Let's shift to Chicago now. Uh, opening bell of free agency. Soon as the first contract is announced, Alonzo, Rich Paul, uh, took the town, took BBB to Chicago, four years, $85 million, fourth-year player option. Rich Paul did the damn thing there. Uh, <laughs> so Lonzo will be a free agent again at 27 uh, if he wants to be, given, seeing where the league is, they recover from, if he ever, he may ever recover from this, you know, COVID thing. Um, what, what, what do, you, do you like that fit there with uh, Levine and Chicago? And on top of that, they added Caruso. I actually like what the Bulls did in their guard play beyond Levine was really bad last year. They showed up the fork front court trade deadline, adding Vooch. Mm. They got a real nice rookie I love in Pat Williams. Then they add the two veteran guards who are defensive, defensive minded around Levine. Williams can also defend. So I, I like what the Bulls are doing. Uh, do you like the direction the Bulls went with the free agency so far with their additions around Vooch and uh, Levine. I mean, they're trying to cover their weaknesses, man. Right. Uh, that, that's 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 Caruso exactly what I was doing. Cover the weakness. Uh, you know, trying to help help that Levine uh, uh, get some more uh, pressure off him defensively. Also, get Alonzo to be open up the transition game. Um, Caruso, a good finisher and cutter in the in the transition. Um, Lonzo's going to try and, you know, get easier shots for Vooch. Vooch. Uh, he won't have to worry about doing the half court. That would be Levine's job. But in the, in the transition game, uh, hitting the trail, man, uh, at least being a, a ball mover as well, a connecting piece in the half court game as well off Levine, uh, that would be great. Um, but it's just really going to come down to, you know, they said they're basically telling us Levine and Vucevic are enough to be the guy. <laughs> so at the end of the day, uh, that's what it comes down to. Are those the guys? If they're not the guys, I don't know what to say. I mean, you just 
you know, your playing team at best. You know what I mean? So, man, it's Yeah, tough. I, I'm trying to think. As the, the year Orlando made the playoffs that year, they were the, the eighth that year. They surrounded Vooch with a lot of athletic defenders. A lot of athletic. <laughs> so, position yeah, there. right. It was just real athletic and long and switchable around Vooch. I think that's kind of the key. When you have a center like that, you kind of have to be that way. So right now, early on, you know, obviously going to be fringe changes to the roster. Do you think this bull, I, I had them as a, you know, best case scenario, five C. I, I don't love the bottom of the Eastern conference after the, you know, top tier team. I think it's kind of mid to be honest. Uh, the West yeah. is more flattened out or call across, but after that top tier, these things is kind of mid. I had them as a like five to seven seed. Uh, five best case scenario, worst case, a playing team. Like real quick, early on before we see what the other teams do, where do you have the Bulls? You know, ceiling this year. Well, I kind of, I kind of think New York goes back to earth. I same thing. I, I was just going to say. I think New York that that was. Um, I, I just I can't see Randall du- duplicating what he did last year. That was damn. But, it was fringe MVP level play. <laughs> they'll go back to earth, but then also the Celtics will be better. So, so because of that, um, I think the top five teams are pretty much established: Celtics, Bucks, Nets, Hawks, and 76ers. Regardless of Benson is there or not, right. I think that would be the top five. But I do concede the six through eight. It, it's a toss-up. Uh, you can have the Knicks, but I do definitely think the Bulls have more talent than the Knicks. So if they finish higher than the Knicks, seeding-wise. You know, I'm not gonna. That's, I'm not gonna be shocked by that. Right. Now, I'm not gonna be shocked that the Nets are that that the Bulls are six seed above the the uh, the Knicks. You know, they have better t- uh, talent than the Knicks. Even with Spencer, I think the the Bulls have better overall talent um, as the team. So I can see them as high as the six seed, but you know, it, they could also just be a playing team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. They could also just be a, a, another playing team. So and, and you know, the Hornets with having LaMelo healthy all year, they could easily be the sixth seed as well because they have, you know, a better unit, in my opinion, than all those teams we just named in terms of the cohesion and the direction that they have going forward. Uh, they played really well off each other last year. I think this year with more with more guys willing to buy into their roles, you don't have Graham, you don't have uh, Monk. And, you know what I mean? You have bigs, you got better bigs, you got more athletic bigs through the draft and you know it got back up big with Plumley. So you have actual NBA quality bigs now. Yeah, I think so getting I, booped, I think getting yeah, I think getting booped to drop to them was a was a thing. That, that, yeah, that was, you got yeah, free money. He may not be able to start, but he can definitely come off the bench. Right. And then Plumley's a solid, you know, he's not the high end of the bigs, but he he he's an NBA player. You no, know, he's an NBA big man. So getting that uh, above, you know, beyond both <laughs> you were a playoff team with Biombo. So getting him Getting Plumley that greatly improves it, and then, man, Book Book Knight, man, mm-hmm. high ups, high upside guy. I mean, you lost Graham, you lost Monk, but you got somebody who he has a lot more upside than those. Two yeah, guys. I was saying if they could just <laughs> the thing is they just got wrapped. Like you got Hayward missed a bunch of time, uh, Lamelo missed a bunch of time. If you can just get those guys Hell there for the meat meat of the season. I think they'll be you know a really a really surprise team. Where you know one of those teams like they may not. They might not win a series, but that's the team like you don't really want to play in the first round because, you know, of, of the threat they possibly can pose. So I'm with you there. Um, man, so New Orleans, a uh, lot, lot, lot to break down here. So 
I want to preface this by saying I they still think they're having a good offseason. Like that trade to get off Adams and Bledsoe, who didn't fit the roster at all, it cost them, you know, some of the picks they they got from, you know, between AD and Drew to get off those two guys, which is in effect a GM just fixing his mistakes, you know, which ultimately costs you assets, which we both say it's going to cost them to get off those guys. Um mm-hmm. The mistake they made last year, extending Griffin, extending Adams before he even played a game in a Pelican uniform. Bad fit was obvious in the first couple months. And, you know, whole season they finished 11. Zion and B.I. pretty much sat out the last few weeks. um, Health reasons. So they let Lonzo go. It's a sign and trade. They get Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, Mm -hmm. uh, second round pick. And then on top of that, they do a sign and trade with the Hornets to get Devontae Graham for a lottery protected first. So out Lonzo in a first and Thomas Edoransky, Garrett Temple, second round pick in Devontae Graham. Um, just grade that trade for me. Thomas Edoransky, Devontae Graham, and who was it, that young? Garrett Temple. I wish, oh, it, was Temple. I wish it was that young. I wish it was that young. Garrett Temple. Oh, well, <laughs> they weren't going to pay Lonzo, so um, getting Sadoransky, Temple, in the second-round pick, I mean, you're getting, you were getting, what, you know, NBA-quality role players to come in. So, I mean, that's not that bad because you didn't want to keep Lonzo, right? So, I mean, yeah. I, I, well, I have a theory about what well, I'll tell you. We'll go ahead and tell you. Because if I think they put all their eggs in the Lowry basket. Oh, yeah. No, they, they absolutely Once that went bad, it got in scramble mode. And by then, Rich Paul was like, nope, we out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, their, their, issue was that, their issue was that they never coveted Lonzo uh, from the beginning. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that relationship was hard to salvage. So they just got whatever they could for him, which, you know, like I said, Temple Saransky, I mean, Saransky is, is an okay point guard. He's, he's a good facilitator, a good bench point guard. He, he's solid, um, can defend a little bit, can pass. Um, Garrett Temple uh, can knock down threes, so he'll help with the three-point shooting. He, he's, he's an okay shooter. And then second round, I mean, that's that's the best they could do. Um <sighs> the trade for Devontae Graham. Uh, and, I, and I went on Twitter. I said Devontae Graham was a better – Was I said he was – I felt like he's a better offensive player than Lonzo. Uh, Maples went more into the into looking into this. So uh, Devontae Graham's playmaking for y'all, if you all know, it's actually pretty pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, some of the metrics he has is better than Lonzo. I don't think he's a better playmaker than Lonzo. We all agree with that. Lonzo's a better playmaker. Uh, but Devontae Graham can playmate. Now, why I said he was a better offensive player was because he's a very good catch and shooter, actually. Very high end catch and shooter. He has a ratchet from the three. He can shoot the three. Excellent. Um, he can also shoot off the bounce, off the dribble. He has a great off the dribble three. Last year he was trashing a pick and roll, but the year before, you know, when he when Mello wasn't there, he was getting better play time. He looked a lot better in the half court. He was uh, creating threes. 
in the pick and roll, creating pressure with his uh, with his shot and opening up for guys. Uh, he can't finish inside. He can't score inside the three-point line. His inside the three-point line scoring is horrendous. I mean, Lonzo's kind of was too, so, you know, it's kind of a trade-off there. Both horrendous inside the three-point line. But Devontae, <laughs> Devontae, the logic was Devontae gave you a little bit more variation than Lonzo in terms of a scoring threat because he can shoot off the bounce, he can shoot off the dribble, maybe open up the pick and roll a lot more because the drop coverage won't hurt as much because he's a he's more of a threat off the off he's more of a threat off the bounce. Like that's the 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 theory, right? That's the idea you get with Devontae Graham. And I think that that could work based off his skill set. Here's the problem, though. Here's the problem. Because his contract's not even bad. Four years, 45 million is what, I, what I'm saying. It was four years, 45, or four years, 46. No, it was four for 47, about the left 12 million a year. Yeah, so that's 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 okay contract for a young guy who has some talent like that who can shoot the dude. That's an okay contract. Here's the problem. Gave up a first round pick to sign this guy. Yeah, they don't have a draft pick next year if they don't. If that doesn't. If that goes to Horn. They don't even have one first. They don't have one. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? At that that at that point, there's no there's no at that point there's no defense anymore. You can't defend this trade. Like you can't. Once, once that was like when they put the first round, I was like, man, that's horrible. But I'm like, oh, maybe it's one of the Lakers. Maybe one of the Bucks pick. Whatever. That's not your own. It's a late first. Whatever. I mean, it was an extra pick. You gave them your own. See, at that point, Griffin, I don't know what to say. I can't say anything at that point. Like, I can't I, – even if I say, hey, Graham's a solid guy, he can give you some of uh, Lonzo's uh, – he can definitely give you Lonzo's space, maybe better pick and roll play, and you paid half the price. I can't even give you that benefit out because you gave up a first-round pick. So I can't, I can't say anything at that point. That trade is bad. You lost. You automatically lost because Magic Michael Jordan got a good first round pick for a guy he didn't even want. Yeah, he replaced him already in the draft. Like, like this is like, bro. You got taken to the cleaners. I can't say anything. Once I saw the pick, I just couldn't say anything. Anymore. Yeah, I just think, I think somebody made a great point. Say last year, you know, the, the Pelicans, they took advantage of you know the Bucks' desperation, right, to get off. Bledsoe and make Giannis happy, right? So they were able to get all those picks for Bledsoe. And I think the same thing happened this year. They were scrambling for any point guard help once Lowry fell through. Um, and if it was clear Lowry wasn't going to come to New Orleans, you know, we're not going to, you know, give out the details. Got to, <laughs> But uh, I think they ended up scrambling. And this was, you know, like I said, the best they could, the best they could do. Um, I'll say this, Devontae's isolation and spot up metrics like glowing, uh, 89th percentile isolation, pretty good volume. Spot up 99th percentile on very good volume. Gonna have a ton of those opportunities between the gravity that Zion and BI have. Um, so I, I'm with it there. Other end of the floor is gonna be a problem for the Pelicans. Uh, again, uh, I think the defense is gonna be an issue. Don't have a great defensive anchor, don't have great POA defenders and still very young in the backcourt, you know, with, you know, Naw, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Naw, and, you know, Kira buying those guys. Even Temple's not a great defender, so that's going to be an issue. A lot of 120-117 games uh, <laughs> coming to New Orleans. Hopefully they're on the positive side of those things. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Obviously, free agency's not done. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. Um, but I do want to ask you, moving on from New Orleans, uh, went over that, 
So a little bit of shocker to me, Portland extends Norm Powell five years, 90 million. CJ's making 30 million a year. Dame Supermax kicked in. They have a lot invested. Um, there are reports saying they're not going to move CJ. I find that incredibly hard to believe with all the assets they Jesus put. Jesus Christ. Yes, they're just giving they're just giving Dame his, his that, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, dude, at this point, it's like I I feel like you have to trade CJ. Like that's a lot in like so your starting backcourt is you know six one, six three, six four. Like that's impossible uh, to do in the West. For a six, did you pay that for a six bad, bro? That's what I'm saying. So I think the the my my hope. Then don't you have uh, Simons? Yeah, he's still on his rookie deal, so they're fine there. But I'm just saying that. So your hope is that I'm thinking on the outside. If you're shopping CJ for a bigger wing, right? You have to. Yes, I'm saying yeah, that's a lot of money in a. Oh my god, <laughs> man! So so what? Where are you with that Portland decision, or what, what's the domino effect? You think what has to happen? Before Dame was like, all right, y'all just got to get me out of here. Yeah, man. <laughs> Ooh, first round exit, here they come. That's what I'm saying. Again, right? That's what I'm saying. Dame, get ready to fire up. You know, Dame, get ready to ask for a trade. Like, that's a first round exit, bro. That's just, man. Man. I don't know what the hell Portland doing. They're just yeah. making it easy for Dame to bounce. But you know what? I, I think Portland's like, you know, their front office probably thinking, hey, we'll, we'll say we tried, quote unquote, and if Dane wants to blow it up, we'll rebuild and get all the assets we need. That's that's what they're doing in their hand. They know they'll have suitors. So it's like, hey, Dane, you playing hardball, we'll play hardball too. We'll see who wants to ask out first. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you ask out, we'll go collect our assets. <laughs> like, it's that simple. So yeah, that's what they're thinking in their hand. That's what uh, yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's honestly what it is, man. So, man, I just that, that's a lot of cap it, it, for a small market a team into three guards. It's chess. It's chess by it's chess by the front office and Dame right now, playing chess against each other. Man, <sighs> all right, news. But right before uh, me and King hit the record button, um, he let me know that the Warriors. Otto Porter turned down full MLE from some teams to sign with the Warriors for the minimum. Um, he was also, some, some, some important news. Uh, I think this is a good target for Lakers. George Hill got waived. Oh, oh! I think I think that's that, that's that's a pretty solid pickup. Oh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, get on that shooting experience, the uh, defense, not elite defense, but he'll stay in hey, front George of somebody. Hill's a, George Hill is a is a good Caruso back. Right, right, right. So. Basement, yeah. Otto Porter turns down teams. Go the Warriors for the minimum. I think that's huge for them. Um, I think he's better than better than Baysmore. Obviously, if they can't get Iggy, that'll soften the blow. If they can't, but everybody says Iggy's coming back. You know, Steph is his guy. You've heard Iggy talk about Steph glowingly uh, over the last few years. How much he loves him. You know, if they're able to get Iggy and and Otto Porter, man, I, I think with the Warriors, what the Warriors try to do offensively. I think vets are are necessary to for to, to get what Kerr, Kerr wants done. So how, how do you feel about Otto Porter? You know, turning down full big money to go to the Warriors. That's not big money, but the MLE money to go to the Warriors. That's that's a huge that's huge for him. Now imagine this: imagine you have because you know Dre's not as good as he, if he goes. He's going to go to 
Warriors, but he's going to be more of a uh, he's going to be more of that uh, that presence in the, during the game over the course of the game in the second third quarters. Come in, play some you know good minutes for him, get him in place. Maybe to start the fourth, you know what I'm saying you know give them some stability to start the fourth to buy some guys rest. But really, Otto Porter is going to be closing over him, uh, you know at that at that four spot. So they're going to be able to go when Clay's back. Steph, Clay. Wiggins, Otto, Draymond. And I oh. think that's going to be huge for them. I think that's going to be huge for them. Um, Otto's can hit the three. He's also a, a big wing. Wiggins, obviously, their best perimeter defender. Um, that's going to be huge for Draymond Green, man. He's going to be on the floor with four guys that can shoot the ball. Dray- like, yeah. <laughs> that's a key for him with four guys who can shoot the ball that's going to be huge for for the golden state closing games huge for them and who knows if they take if they get a leap from Wiseman too man the only thing man I, I think that if my thing is I'm, I'm with you like uh, I gave the Warriors a bunch of flag with the tweets or whatever a couple days ago. I looked at it. You look at what these teams won't have as far as Denver being without their best guard in Murray. Clipper is going to be without Kawhi. I think Kawhi's going to take the season. He's not the type of guy who just pushes a, a return in my opinion. I think he's he's going to sit out this season. Um, Strength in numbers for the Warriors is back. That's what I'm saying. I think the Warriors you know, they might be a higher seed than I want to give them. I think Phoenix is going to be a high seed again. I think Mikhail's going to take a big step. Payne's going to have more of a role. I think they'll pace Chris Paul a little more during the regular season. Um, so the Warriors, I think they got a shot at a, you know, outside shot at home court in the first round, given where these other teams are. If they can, if they can keep Steph upright. I think there's an outside shot at home court in the first round. Is that too spicy of a take for you? I'm going to go even spicier. I think they they can they can challenge for a top three seed. Whoa! Oh, so depending on Clippers, Clippers, this... Clippers and Nuggets dropping off because they're without their some they're one of their big dogs. Okay. Yeah, because you know Clay's Clay's gonna come back before any of those other guys players get back. And let's right. be real, the Warriors made the playoffs. They made <laughs> yeah. the playoffs out Clay without Clay, and that team was significantly worse than the team they're about to put out this year. Like, like, let's just be honest here. The team they're about to put out is significantly better than last year's team. And they made the playoffs last year. They technically made the playoffs last year. They were AC. I would not be shocked. Clay coming back with them getting competent talent, them having a growth from Wiseman. I would not be shocked to them for them to be a three seed. I think I'll have them the fourth seed because I think you'll get – I think you'll, Phoenix will obviously be a top seed with the Lakers. Utah, think, always a good regular season team. And Utah's usually a good regular season. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna be good. They're still going to be good. So I'll have Warriors at four. I think they'll be a good four seed. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was leaning on the outside. I got up on the outside outside shot at home court. But I, I, they'll be above a playing team for sure, in my opinion. I, I don't think they're – I think they're a playoff yeah. team. Like That's exactly. my opinion. Right, right. Man, busy, busy, busy. So moving on, let's go to the, you know, New York Knicks. And I want to talk about a bigger point, too. So the Knicks, 
retain. I think they retain. They get Burks for a good deal. They get Mitchell Robinson, or no, they get Nerns Noel for a good deal to come back. They get Derrick Rose. I think I think Derrick Rose got market value for you know at his age, high level six man, three years, forty three million. Mm. So my, my my bigger question to you is: so what do you make of the landscape of how NBA free agency works, man? Um, you know, I saw we made got the president Chris Paul jokes. Nobody has eaten more off you know him being president than him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This thing yeah. where, you know, you either get humongous money as a guy teams lean on or it's friend stuff. There's no middle class in the NBA. Remember, it used to be these guys, okay, we'll give him 12, 14. You know, he'll get eight, nine. It's like big 20, 21 max contracts, 21, 21 mil max contracts, or MLE, you know, disabled player exception, mid-level exception. So – like there's no middle class in the NBA anymore. It's like completely gone. Like what do you what what do you make of that these last few years? Yeah, man, it's one of those things. If you're a, you have to be a star or a high end player. When people said that five years ago, I was like, "What are you talking about?" It's a lot of dudes who would have never got paid if it wasn't for this new CBA. Like they would have never got this money. Right. right. But then as the years go by, when I see the contracts. <laughs> That the Dennis shooters have to take this year, the Grant Davante Graham's have to take. You see how quickly guys get squeezed out. Like even Spencer has to sell for three years, sixty mil. Um, if you're not a top top guy, you get squeezed out pretty quick. Because these now these front offices they have to allocate most of their money to the front guys, to the top guys, and now it's scraps left over. You know what I mean? Because in teams' mind, right? It's like, if I'm going to be in the luxury tax, right, let's take the Lakers, for example, uh, whether you agree with it or not, I'm not against it. They're like, you know, we're not going to be in the luxury tax paying a bunch of guys. You know what I mean? We're not going to try and pay multiple guys. We'll be in the luxury tax paying three guys, 40 million. <laughs> that squeezes right. out money right, right, for players. You know what I'm saying? So it's tough. But the only real solution, because stars are never going to want to give up their money. It's, it's too late now. Like, yes, you're not going to – you're not – people are like, oh, we need to remove this from Mac. Good luck, gang, for stars to agree. Yeah. They're not going to Like, they're, they're not going to do that. So the only route this could go, because even uh, one of the you know, unusual was saying, like, it's to the point where you got – small market teams have to go into luxury tax. That's the only chance they have to retaining their talent and competing. You know what I mean? Like, they're getting to the repeater tax. Like, the Bucks, they're a luxury tax team now. Yeah, they, had, they, had, they, they had to let PJ uh, go. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, like these guys can't not – they have to go into luxury tax now. So the only solution to this is the no cap. I know you've been pushing this all, all NBA – hey, King's been pushing for this all NBA season. <laughs> that, I've, I've been pushing this for years, no cap. That, that, that's the only logical solution. You can't run – a hard cap because, yeah, they run the NFL, but the NFL also does a lot of Fugazi salary cap stuff. It's not even guaranteed yeah, contracts. That's what it's not. Yeah, their, CBA, not their CBA is absolutely trash. You, <laughs> you can get away with that hard cap Fugazi salary cap where you say that somebody signed for four years, 100 mil, but they're only making 40 of it. Like, you can do that in the NFL. You're not going to do that in the NBA. So you can't get, you can't get away with no hard cap in the NBA. That's not going to happen. So the only logical step to give teams relief 
is to say, look, no salary cap. You don't pay no luxury tax. You know, the luxury tax is what helps these small market teams, small market teams eat, but a lot of them are having to pay to retain talent. So, like, like I said, the only hope, get rid of the salary cap. Whoever wants to pay to win, win. Whoever wants to save money and just fit a competitive team will fit a competitive team. But that's how you do it. You got to go the MLB route. You got to go the MLB route. The MLB that uh... – but the MLB, they have a, a luxury tax, but the number's way up there. Like, you have to really spin, spin, spin to hit the MLB number. Other than that, you got free spending. But you got to really, like, you got to be pay out the ass to hit the MLB tax number. So, that that, that that's the difference. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, something like, you know, what the MLB doing, like, make it to, like, you don't punish teams for wanting to retain their talent. Like, like for exactly. example. Right, right, right. For example, why is, why is, the Hawks punished for drafting well and for making good signings. Right. You're gonna have to trade Reddish. You got to trade Reddish. Haggle with Collins. Collins. Yeah. You can't keep Hoarder. Like, why can't they not keep these guys? Like, why are they getting punished? Why are they getting punished for doing a good job? You see, you see my point here because I'm pretty sure they had no salary cap and they were able to get these guys on good contracts that they could afford because they're in Atlanta. They have a good market. It's like they'll pay all of them. And keep trying to win. But now you lose a potential nice dark horse contender because you couldn't allow them to retain their talent. Like, it actually hurts people. I always told people, no salary cap actually hurts people who try to want to win. Because when you try to want to win, that means you get good players. When you get good players, that means you have to pay them. Like, it's just a bottom line. <laughs> like, there's no way around it. So that's why I'm like, you need no salary cap. That way, if your team doesn't want to pay guys like the A's, it's their fault. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Their fault. They didn't want to do it. So you have no one to blame but your 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 ownership. That's what it needs to be. Man, that's a great point. You you I think you might be onto something with that. With the the, the thing is the current the current method is backfiring. Yes. The, like that that's that, I think that's the absolutely correct. That's that that's the takeaway. Um Last team you want to go over before we get out of here. What do you make of the moves Miami's making? So they max out Jimmy. They're all in on Jimmy. Get Jimmy back on the max. They get Kyle Lowry. Um, add P.J. Tucker. Right? They send out Dragic and Precious to Toronto in a sign and trade to get Lowry. Um, you think Miami can sneak back into that upper echelon of Eastern Conference teams? Or they, need, they need to make another swing or something. If people, I'm gonna say is this: people downplay Miami. Do so at your own risk, man. That's I think the, I think they're they're gonna be an animal defensively. That's a t- tough squad, man. That's a tough squad, man. Hey, you go from gra- tragic as a create as your creator the guard. Not only do you people understand, not only do they get a better facilitator, they get a better creator at the guard spot, but they also got better defender. Yep. Yeah, you can't hunt Kyle Lowry if he was playing tragic. <laughs> All right, so so let's cut that out. You got Jimmy, obviously. You got Bam. You got you resigned Duncan for spacing. You have Kyle Lowry and Duncan spacing. But here, man, is a key key pickup that they did. That was big. PJ Tucker, man, man. Hey, hey, he, hey. It, it was already bad enough having to deal with Jimmy and Bam. Now PJ, now Kyle Lowry. Uh, it's gonna be hell. 
it's gonna be hell for teams. It's gonna be really, it's gonna really be hell for teams. And if Tyler Hero, you know, even decides to show a smidgen of improvement from what he built on his rookie season and become a real six man, it's gonna be hell for teams, man. That's gonna be a. So, so you think they're back to, to to upper echelon team in the in, in the East? Hey, I, I said I could see the Bulls at six, man. I lied. I forgot what the Heat was doing, man. It, oh man. Oh man, it's gonna be oh the the heat is in the top six. That's crazy. So, top so, six. so PJ could go from defending, you know, KD, right, for a whole series. He might actually be defending his teammate, his ex-teammate in the series, then Giannis next year, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> but the, and, and here's the thing, man, people gotta understand that he have a Giannis stopping. Bam can play Giannis one on one. I mean, even this year. This year, where Giannis went on his great run, go look at his numbers in that first round. They were they not weren't, they weren't great. They weren't great. The thing is, they got they got Jimmy to really struggle, and, and then just, yeah, so and everybody was, else on the Bucks was hitting lights right. out. That's how they went. That's how they swept. But Giannis, oh, he was getting put in the torture rack. Bam had him in hell. I think his lowest average. He only, only averaged 20, 21, it was his lowest average, right? and he yeah, shot average, and he yeah. shot. I think he shot under forty five percent at that that series. That's a win. That, 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 that's 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 a win against yeah. You keep Giannis to forty five percent. That's a win. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I mean, he had to be a facilitator that series. Uh, so they have a guy who can guard Giannis one on one. So when you have that ability, now it's the Bucks others have to be better than the Heat others. You know what I mean? Like the Bucks others have to be better than Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, uh, Hero, Duncan Robinson. You know what I'm saying? Because you have Bam who say, hey. Bam can take Giannis one and if Bam gives you even eighteen to twenty while doing that, now it's like man, the Bucks others have to play well. You right. know what I mean? They have to play well, or they're not winning that series. So that's why it's like the Heat, man. They're a problem for the Bucks, and man, they're gonna be a problem for the Nets because they can switch. You're not gonna be able to hunt nobody. And the yeah, only dude. person you could hunt is Duncan Robinson. But who is Duncan Robinson going to be on? Because right. they put Duncan Robinson like on Harris, and you're running a Joe Harris screen and roll. <laughs> Bro, that's, not not, that's not productive. That's not, that's not that productive. Like <laughs> Joe Harris picking pops, like there's only so much of those you can run. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that screen is not going to do what you think it's going to do. That's all I have to say. Especially if they got PJ Tucker, a guy who's going to fight his ass off over that screen. Joe Harris screens are not going to do what you think they're going to do. So right. you know what I mean? So, hey, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Hey, they're gonna be a tough out, man. Miami. Ooh. So you got is Miami your third best team, or you got Boston or Philly as that third best team behind them? I got Miami Bucks? or Boston and Philly for sure. Just, okay, all right. Just look, wanted to double check. Look, look, who is Boston center? <laughs> Al right. Horford. Like they better pray Al Horford turns the plot, clock back. They still don't have a point. No, back. I'll say this. I- Horford played really well until OKC was like, oh, yeah, no, we, 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 OKC was like, no, we winning too much. You got to chill out. Yeah, he was playing, he was playing better than they thought. Like, they right. were like, yeah, hey, man, stop doing this. Hey, SGH, man, you're putting up too much good numbers. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I get it. Horford, I think, will be okay, but they still lack size down there. Yeah. And they have no, they have no facilitator, bro. Like, they can't get away with this. 
at some point they have to stop being stingy, whatever the hell they're trying to do with not paying for a real playmaker, not playing for a real center, like in terms of rim protection. At some point they have to stop this. Like, because this is not working any, it's not gonna work anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, I can't take Boston until they get serious about facilitation and, and rim protection. I got and, a quick 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 question. In the if the if the Dame trade time comes, are you coming off JB for? You have to. Yeah. <laughs> like you have like you have to. Like you have to basically say, hey, Tatum, you're the guy on the wing. We're gonna get you uh one of the best league guards in the league, and we're gonna make it happen. Period. Okay. Point blank. You have to. Okay. Like, you I think to. I think obviously after Kawhi and, and PG, I think Tatum and Brown are the, are the best wing tandem in the league. That's why I was one of the double. But but you know, but you know what what we say was the problem with Kawhi and PG's team? They had no Yep. Uh, yep. That's and you guys that's, aren't yeah. as good as Kawhi and PG. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? It's like you can't, you can't, if they can't get away with it, you for sure can't get away with it. Right, right, right. So man. All right. Before we get out of here, we're gonna do our best value contract thus far, best value signing, and then wildest contract to you. So my best signing to me was Milwaukee getting able to being able to hold on to Portis for four point five. That was big man. That was I, big I just like to you know he if he actually was like I'm gonna address my value, I think he at least would have got double that on the market. And he's yes. only twenty six. Like just turned twenty six. So I think he would have got more on that. Who's your best value signing? Uh man, I hate to call him the best value signing because he kind of technically got robbed, but campaign i guess you know campaign considering what you could have gotten the open market yeah six million that's a good one it's the best vice i mean it sucks because he got he got fleeced <laughs> but <laughs> in terms of the suns that was definitely a, a, a plus science retained for that alone and they followed it up with uh oh man you wonder what that contract gonna look like in two years but they followed up with the chris paul contract so they can't even <laughs> celebrate that too much right so, so that leads us right I'll let you go first. Because who's your wildest signing? Like the contract that made you go, ooh. Man, Chris Paul is Hall of Famer. <laughs> Chris Paul is a Hall of Famer, man. He, he's a Hall of Famer, bro. Because, like, all the talk about Lonzo getting his money, whatever, he he, he could only get to 21 million. You know what I mean? He can only get right. he can't even 22 M's a year. For all the talk Lonzo was trying to do. Right. This man, Chris Paul, at 36. Bruh. Six years old. I thought it was going to be three years, 90 million. <laughs> this man got four years, 120 million. Four years. Like, that. that's just undefeated. That's an undefeated, like, player when it comes to earning a contract, man. It's nobody better than Chris Paul. <laughs> Man, listen, he put it, he got that president job and made sure his family was set for generations. <laughs> I gotta give it to him usually because you 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 paying a guy under six feet. Um he to his credit, he has some very big playoff games, but there were also moments where you were like, you can see if he's not at the at the end of it now, you can see the inklings of the ending being near. And I'm pretty sure that he's not going to sustain this for four more years. Uh, Absolutely not. I want to say two, but I think with Phoenix, I think 
you kind of owe that team an opportunity to run it back. And if Chris ran it up on you in the negotiations, then it is what it is. <laughs> you know what people said? That it was that guy that did it. He threatened to go to the Knicks. That was the rumor. Oh, well, see, well, he <laughs> so played hardball. He played hardball. I think, yeah. yeah. Man, whoo! That that that's for me. It was uh, we mentioned this earlier. It was what not just because the number, but just because what the what it meant for their team. I think after losing to a Austin Rivers, Monte Morris, Compazzo backcourt, to just re rock it with that three guard rotation at that high of money, I thought at least you would try to. You know, if worse, if you're gonna keep CJ and Dane together, you sign a trade Norman Powell, but just straight out five years, ninety million. That was very wild to me, like given the roster makeup and the assets they already in the amount of investment they have. Yeah, in man. That, that, that's that, and given what. But, you, go ahead. But like I, I felt like I always knew they're going to resign Norm, but my, my thought process was they got Norm to trade CJ. I, I, like, I, I think I think we both said that wouldn't happen. We both said that wouldn't happen too. We both said that wouldn't happen. So yeah. So whoo, man. Um, <laughs> Front offices are calling players bluffs, bluffs right now, man. That's what you're man. man shout out Rich Paul, man. He getting right guys. Rich Paul getting guys paid. Hey, he, get, Rich, he getting guys player options. <laughs> he got Adele, he got Adele under under his under his win his arm. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, he, he's winning. He's winning, man. So, should we give uh, Kings a follow at his Kings, bro? Myself, JJ Maples fifty five underscore MST. Um, Keep tapping in with the pod. Uh, hey, hey, follow, give us feedback. Go ahead, go ahead, Kings. Hey, man, what's this with Team USA basketball, man? We we getting worked by Spain. What's the score? I, I'm trying to find the score, but they said we down. Oh, man, I'm going to have to check this. this oh, they this, said not we. I don't say we. They said the USA down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to – I'm definitely about to turn that back on, man, uh, the Spain game. So, make sure you tap in with us. Give us feedback on the pod. We appreciate all the love. We got one more pod, and then we in Vegas with it, man, from Blue Wire Studio. Uh, yes, looking sir. forward to looking forward to you know seeing my boy Kings in person, parlaying, chopping it up. Um, tap in with the pod, man, and we are out of here. Peace, y'all.